This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Hello. Hello. Lindsay, are you there? Yes, I am here. Are you present? That's a loaded question. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I am physically present and accounted for. Perfect. Those are the two things I need. How are you, Sean? I'm good. I always say I'm good, but I maybe I'm an optimist. Do you think I'm an optimist? Well, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I like to think I'm an optimist. The last time I asked you, you were like, I'm fine. Thank you. And then we moved on. I was like, what was going on in there? I wonder. <laughs> it was just me. I was like, well. Me not being optimistic. Like my life is hell, but let's talk about brand strategy in the new millennium or stuff like that. It's just, is that know. what we sound like? Hugaba, hugaba. We're just like <laughs> smoking smokes and commiserating about the world. I just think that's what pessimists sound like, you know? So I've been thinking. Okay. (laughs) That's dangerous. That's the problem, yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about the role of brand. So throughout season four, we've been talking about designing experiences. We've covered a couple of different angles so far. Yes. Personal, professional working styles, agency, redesigning agency and client experiences. Creating our own experiences. Yeah, creating our own experiences, how you go about doing that, how you fight for that. But we haven't talked about brand in a while. All in service of the brand experience. You're right. That's right. That's right. And I've been doing some research lately for one of my clients. And I came across a very interesting stat that I was like, huh, in the world of digital convenience, Amazon, Apple TV, all the things, I found this stat that was saying 80% of searches on Amazon are category and product first, not brand first. So I was like, 80%? That sounds like a lot. So people are going into these digital platforms and searching for like face wash, as opposed to oil of Olay or Nivea or Kiehl's or something. How hard was it for you not to say granola bars? so hard <laughs> okay <laughs> i just wanted to make sure okay because back to face <laughs> i i know i had to bring some new material the 2024 we're bringing new material bring a new material but actually <laughs> breaking old the habits re- the research i was doing is for granola bar <laughs> finally <laughs> my dreams have come true because i do like me some snacks So I was like, wow, like what was, so what is with this idea of convenience and digital and services like Amazon, all of those things, and people not searching for brands anymore in those environments, it's not to say the brands don't have a role or they're not making an impression on people, but when you go into these environments that are so ingrained now in people's shopping experience, like what is the role of brand in that? In each environment. Is it like, sorry, right. just for context, you're talking about that stat is an 
Amazon-based stat, correct? That's an Amazon-based stat, yeah. So if you okay. think like I use, say I use Kiehl's skincare as an example, and I'm like, I love the brand. I know what they stand for. I love the ingredients, all that stuff. I go into Amazon and I'm like face wash. And then I'm like inundated with all of these different types of products and ratings and what's sponsored, what's not, what's an Amazon bestseller. I didn't type in Kiehl's face wash. It's just like interesting to understand how in the moment of purchase and in the shopper mindset, like what's going on with the role of brand. So it just, it made me stop and really think about that. And we need to dive more into this role of brand and the idea of brand experience and get back to talking about some of that. Yeah, and it was interesting because I actually went totally the other way. For people, just so people understand, we're recording this in December of 2023, where I thought of what are the brands I was mainly buying for my wife. And I was like, what are the brands that I know I almost can't go wrong with? Mm. Even if she doesn't like what I choose for her, she appreciates that I know what she likes and she'll just go and get something else there. It's almost become that for me as the brands become a safe place for me. And it wouldn't be that much different for uh, Simone who has who buys for the kids. Everything they ask is specific to brand. Yeah when it's important. Aha. I find my safe place falls into two different ways. One of them is what you were just speaking about, like safety in the brand I trust and the name and the story and the quality. And what that says about me giving it to that person. That's right. But the other safety mechanism for me as like a busy mom with young kids and all that kind of stuff is like product availability, being able to read reviews, being able to just get a certain type of product I know is great, regardless of the name and have it show up on my doorstep the next morning. Interesting. Is like huge. Yeah. Which kind of now to me makes sense where it's like, that's what Amazon is the brand. Because that's what right. you, based on the needs you need fulfilled in those circumstances, I think to your point of a brand really has to think to that level and not just be like 90% of shoppers do this. Yeah. So then say I do buy the Kiehl's face wash, but it's on Amazon. Then Kiehl's is handing over their brand experience. And now the brand experience of the delivery, like that last mile or the final step is really over to kind of that human interaction of this force of Amazon closing the deal with me you're having that kind of like last step deal with me as the that product then arrives on my doorstep and i like begin to be able to use it so it got me thinking about a couple of different things like where is the role of experience how does a brand control their brand experience and then what is the right. role of these like frontline human people in kind of delivering that last mile experience to me as the consumer ah uh, yes the frontline so I have a story um, about the front line. Um, probably what I think to be the most memorable story uh, that I've heard this year. It's a story that involves a customer experience. Um, and it's a story that involves a good friend of mine. She's an expert traveler, I would say. Um, and she loves it. But she's also mastered the art of anyone I've seen who does uh, you know, that crazy travel life. Um, and the story was essentially where she had to ultimately get somewhere that required a, what would typically be a connecting flight, but actually for her, she was staying in the first 
destination for a day or two, and then she was going to move forward. Okay. As she's leaving to get her bag, or as she's waiting for her bag to go to first destination, it's not coming out. Again, being an experienced traveler, I think a lot of us do this now. She checks her air tag, and sure enough, her bag is there. It's at the airport. It's just not on the belt. Okay. So she goes to customer service and she basically explains the story. She goes, look, uh, I, I don't have my bag, but I know it's here, right here on my, uh, through my air tag. And this gentleman, first thing he says, he goes, well, I have good news and I have bad news. She's like, okay. He goes, the good news is your air tag works. <laughs> So she's just like, That's the bad point, news. right. The bad news is you can't get your bag. Okay. Okay. You know where it is, but you're not getting it. Exactly. So from that point, the story for her, the experience went a very different way than she was prepared for it to go. She had a charming funny, humorous, intelligent, witty person helping her. And in his humor, he made her feel seen. He turned a joke into the, he turned what would, would otherwise be absurd into, it's not absurd, we just messed up. Mm. Jump to the problem was that she wasn't going to get her bag. Her bag was still on the plane because the plane was continuing. So it meant she wasn't going to have any of her clothes for the two days she would be stopping over, having important business meetings, lunches, Ooh. dinners, big presentations. Yikes. And she was like, and you know what? She's like, eh, it happens. Whoa. Right? So, like, as a result of this incredible experience, she's now... Like it's taken the edge off what this situation is. Exactly. Because all she remembers most is the funny, charming customer service person. How do you do that? Yeah. Somehow how do you make that, that happen? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, how do you actually deliver this incredible human experience as that like last moment touch point that is really delivering on you know, excellence of what that brand is doing. Yeah. That interaction was like completely able to diffuse any agitation she would feel around this scenario somehow. Like, how do you do that? How do you trust and leverage people and humans like in that moment to deliver that incredible experience? And that's, I guess, you know, that bringing two things together was we were talking about, you know, what's, you know, we got to really talk about brand experiences. Let's really figure this out. And the first thing that came to mind, and it had already happened three weeks ago, is I know the best story I want to tell, and I wasn't even part of it. Maybe that was it, is I watched this consumer have joy in telling the story about how she was surprised and delighted at the most unlikely moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ironically, when I called her last week to say, okay, I just need to get the details on your story because I just love your story. And she's like, oh God, I don't even remember it to tell you the truth. I go, why? She goes, well, considering the rest of the leg of my journey, I did not have 
the same kind of customer experience. Yikes. Yeah. So the story was gone. Hmm. She was back to the frustrated traveler. Yeah. It's so interesting because I've been researching this idea of like human as premium, this like in the world of AI and tech and, you know, AI being able to do everything and think like everyone, take everyone's (laughs) job. Um, You know, just that this, uh, this idea of this like human as premium experience that we're never going to be able to actually replace. So when the brand being one thing, and then that last moment, a lot of the time, which is like some sort of human interaction and the delivery of that brand experience, if you can do that well, that's never going to be replaceable. Like in the way that that one person did it in that moment was such a premium delivery of that experience, which will never be replaced. And so it just, it, it reminds me how critical it is that from the inspiration phase through to like the consideration phase of like brands and products and buying things and shopper to like landing the sale to like the loyalty and advocacy that comes after that, like really identifying the brand experience and the role within each of those touch points in each of those channels. And especially considering the Amazon last mile, the airport last mile, this premium moment of truth. Yeah. The moment of truth, these human experiences that are really able to connect with people in actually landing you know, what your brand stands for, how you want to be remembered and how you want to create that relationship from person to person with real people and what that can do for a brand. Yeah, it takes you back to what's that thing? Everyone will forget what you say. Everyone will f- forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And maybe that's what it is. You know, AI can, can make you feel smart, but it doesn't really make you feel you know, its role is to solve problems, right? And you can yeah. do it faster and better than ever before. But emulating sort of experiences so that there is some kind of emotion can never be as good as creating that emotion. And humans mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. You, right. you talked about, um, I think you said something like, if you do that well, mm-hmm. I think maybe the pressure is on, you have to do that best now yeah and how do you do that and maybe it's just this whole discussion is about swinging the pendulum back to say remember the most impactful way we can feel emotion something memorable is by another human making us feel something yeah yeah especially in those tricky moments, like airport moments are really tricky moments. Booking travel, like travel's really tricky moments. Um, it is. I have like a very relevant Disney story of like trying to book, tra- trying to book and it being frustrating and having the human interaction being like the most magical experience, literally. This person was more excited for my kids than I am for my kids to go to Disney. Like this person, was just like lighting up during this very mundane, frustrating transactional experience. And I was just like, wow, like this is the first interaction I'm having with this organization, this company 
that would then be one of many, I'm sure, amazing interaction. But it was that human element that diffused the situation and was such a delightful experience that it was like, wow, companies like Disney are able to just deliver through this massive network of people who believe in that brand experience and believe in the proper delivery of it, that it's just like magic wherever you turn, it seems. So just to clarify, your experience was it started out non-human and you were frustrated by it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to call in and I'm like, you know me, I'm like, I don't, I don't even answer the phone unless it's like my mom (laughs) calling me. So like if I had to call in and I was like, hello, and this woman like lit up my life. She was just, she was so lovely. So amazing. I feel like there's something that's changed recently in just the whole dynamic of it all, where I used to cringe and the last thing I ever wanted to do was phone, not because I didn't wanna talk to someone, is I didn't want to just get more frustrated. I had to sit on the phone for four hours. Um, I I had to say my story six times and be passed to six people and, and all they were ever doing was defending their side, I wasn't, It's like, I don't need to waste the next four hours not being seen. I'll just go figure it out. Mm -hmm. 2023 for me was things like some of the most frustrating brand experiences I started out having ended up in a a phone call. They return your call. You know, you, you go in online and you say, okay. Yeah, the queue. But they promise it won't be more than two minutes. And it's not, it's typically immediate. I'm not saying this is like, this is a Microsoft experience, which isn't even a brand I would say I love, sorry, Microsoft, but man, have they turned it around because I have had to deal with a lot of issues with updates and this, that, and the other. But now I literally think right away and there's a problem, I know who to call. And I have these conversations with all these different people. And the consistent thing is they care they see me they just want to help and they make it really they're not defending they don't say well maybe you did this they'll be like okay they listen they're like okay so it sounds to me like this is what you're experiencing i'm like yeah something like that first thing they say well first of all i'm really sorry you're having this experience sean in the world of digital have we finally figured out the phone call (laughs) who'd have thought Apparently. Apparently. Now, what I will say, it is technology enabled, like good on tech. They figure out technology to figure out all that stuff. It's automated, beautiful. But that is not more important than when I get through quickly that I am treated with respect, that I'm treated with empathy, and that the first feeling I get is support honest Mm -hmm. and authentic they want to support me and if i think of my friend's situation and i think of your situation there seems to be this wonderful sort of front line of diffusing the bombs yeah and to take it back to the conversation is maybe the next focus for brands is to diffuse the bombs I feel like a lot of people think of brand and brand strategy around what do we have and how do we avoid any threats? How do we, you know, how do we just keep staying strong? I wonder if really this whole sort of where is it going from here is brand is where you can fix broken relationships. You can fix that experience I've had buying a product, buying a service. You be the brand that apologizes for it and lets them know you want to improve their experience. 
Yeah, through a human, like empathetic element, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Making mm -hmm. customers feel better about the product or service they're disappointed in. Yeah. I think a lot of times in brand strategy, we try, we paint such a lovely picture, right? It's always about like we capturing do. your purpose and your vision. What's your mission and what's the emotional benefit, but don't always think of it as how the most positive elements of your brand flow through the channels, like also map out what happens when it's the worst. <laughs> it's true because I would argue that the best way to build advocacy from my personal experience and what I've seen and studied is to right a wrong, right? Yeah. Fix an experience yeah. and every experience we just talked about, that was the first. And what it has done is make us remember that brand. Yeah. Be the human that says what every human wants when they're frustrated. I see you, I hear you, let's fix this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing too, the one thing too I would, I would leave everyone with is that I've been doing a lot of like brand strategy, like road mapping with clients too. Mm -hmm. It sounds really easy to like flick a switch and now you like have this brand strategy and you want to design these beautiful experiences and you have these people who are at the counters or on the phone or in the field. And now all of a sudden they're awesome because we have this strategy that we're laddering up to. Like it doesn't usually work that way, right? There's going to be steps and yeah. it's phasing and you need to figure out where you can kind of deliver these amazing brand experiences first and start with those and then roll out these excellent kind of best in class brand experiences over time through all of your touch points so that you can get to that best quality level. So I think a lot of the times when we're talking, it sounds very like, Boop, and now it's on and it's amazing. But no, it's also figuring out what the strategy is, figuring out how it flows through the touch points and then figuring out roll, like a rollout plan of what you do first, what you do next and how you elevate your brand over time. Yeah. I, I you've often said what's next, right? And that's where often the sort of path kind of breaks because they put all this investment in painting this wonderful picture. It should be a great picture, but then it drops off to say, okay, but what is next? And to your point, it's, it's the mapping. The thing I think mm -hmm. is new is in our discussion is, and then you have to think, what if? Yeah. It's so yeah. important, what if, you know, it's about, Lindsay said, you know, your brand, you do all this wonderful what it is and, and why it exists. And an important part of what's next for your brand is answer the what ifs and don't be blind to them. Yeah. What if the experience is a bad one? Or what happens when it is, it's going to happen. So what happens exactly when it, is, when it is? And how can the brand remain true to what it is we promise and help bring that customer back? I sanity. think that's a great place to leave it, Sean. We're wrapping up for today. Designing what if experiences. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye, Marketeers. Bye, Marketeers. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share.
This podcast is over.